Welcome to episode 38 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, so welcome along to episode 38 of Iron Man Talk, brought to you by... Coffees of Hawaii. Oh, with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. That's right. Mali. Mali. We'll talk about that later. When are we going to be up to a year? When do we start? Well, it's 52 when you get to a year, yeah, so... I figured that one. Um, about April, wasn't it? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, yeah April, May. Yeah, it's going to be exciting times when the year comes around. Mm. Oh, anyway, what have you been up to, John? I've been uh, just a little bit of training. Well, actually, no, I had a, had a zero on Sunday. I wasn't happy about that. I had a bit of a busy day. We had, a, had to zero help out day. with a race and... Uh, Saturday was a good day though, we had a solid ride then. Yeah, it was a good and, day, um, So I'm looking forward to a good week's training this week. You've got a big re- riding weekend, haven't you? Mmm, 500k in two days. Bring it on, eh? Bring, Bring it on. on. Anyway, in this week's show we've got our news. We've got um, not much news this week because it's pretty much quite time of the year for triathlon. Uh, website of the week, um, we don't... Oh, do we do have age group of the week, don't we? We do, yeah. yeah but we don't have high five this week right. because we've got Coach's Corner and it's pretty special Coach's Corner because who have we got back? We've got Emily is in the house. Emily is in the house. Well, she's not actually. She did it yesterday. But we've, uh, we did that yesterday. We've got a great interview with Emily and we're kind of focusing more on pre-race week. Pre-race week and also uh, eating for sort of vegetarians and vegans and, and, gluten-free. and gluten-free. Yep. So, yep, we're gonna, we've got a few questions and answers and we have a quick interview at the end with the people from Coffees of Hawaii www.coffeesofhawaii.com Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, so let's get straight into it. So first of all, <laughs> the news is pretty weak. We should go off the second story first. We should. Yeah. yeah. There's a new race series being announced in America. It's called the One on One? or 101. Series. Now, it's kind of the distances are, what, 1.86? So they're trying to work on the... Semi, sort of similar to the 70.3, so it's 100 and... One miles, I think it is, the distance. Mm. It's basically the, the Nice distance. Yeah. If you want to click on the inside try story, it's got some good info on there. Um, yeah. So it's 101 miles race. It's a Nice distance uh, sort of triathlon. So uh, 3K swim, 130K bike, and 30K run. So it's just well, it's just a little bit longer than, than the Nice distance race with that extra 10K on the bike. Yep. Um, but it looks like it's well organised. It's got quite a bit of um, quite a bit of profile already. Good prize money for the pros. They're offering fifty thousand uh, dollars prize purse at each race, which is basically what gets paid out at, at most Ironman races. No, one hundred and fifty. That's for the uh, the series will culminate in the, the oh, championship race. So okay. really good prize money at the end of the series um, with thirty thousand uh, dollars US on the line for the winner. Um, which is twelve thousand dollars more than the seventy point three series. Uh, so, so that's a good payday, uh, and they've got some pretty big ambitions. But this is a series, isn't it? It is. Because so they're saying it's more than just the championships. Yeah. So you've got to qualify qualify for the the final, which is going to be in Texas. Yep. Um, it looks fantastic. They've got pretty big ambitions. By the sound of it, I was reading somewhere they want to expand into twenty countries to basically make it the another series. another Ironman series, but slightly shorter distances. So. I think this is uh, it's fantastic news. Yeah. Um, so so the races are pretty much starting in North America. There's uh, I think two or three races in the states and one up in Canada, and the race will culminate uh, in Texas. Um, so fantastic, you know. It's it, interesting. Later on in the article, they're talking about ITU and they're saying they feel it's unhealthy for triathletes. Yeah. Les McDonald's a 
dork. <laughs> you know? he, he's, just, he's a lovely guy, you know. He's, he's done good things for the sport, but he's just—he's very much a dictator. Yeah. And uh, and and they haven't asked for any input from the athletes, and they've just said, right, we don't want to hold this distance anymore, and they've just changed it. Yeah. So it's very much seems that they are catering for the Olympic distance guys because you can, you know, you'd be able to. Um, sort of bulk your way through a, a, a double Olympic distance race without doing any specific training. Yep. Whereas if it goes up to the, say, the Nice distance, um, yeah, you do have to do some specific training for it. One of the reasons I like it so much is it's just that this distance is just that little bit shorter than Ironman that you could race this quite a bit more regularly. Yep. So what really screws you up at Ironman is that last um, 10K, on the bi- uh, 10K on the run. And the, these races are likely for the, for the elite guys to be around about six hours and that there's a big difference between racing six hours versus say eight and a half mm, hours as in a recovery, recovery and getting in racing more and just more competition i mean more opportunity for athletes to make money mm. you know now if they have let's say they do 20 races around the world and then you've got 70.3 and iron man yeah. it's going to mean there's going to be more people attracted to come into the sport uh, you'll be able to make good money uh well not good money but you'll be able to make yeah. uh, make a living more out opportunity of it. to make money at least and it's going to force iron man and and itu to lift the bar as well yeah you know, if, Competition, you see it in um, the corporate world everywhere. Competition brings out the best in everybody. Um, uh, there's definitely a demand for this sort of racing in the states. So, I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be good. It looks well organised. I've got some good people on board. They've got uh, Slow Twitch on board. Uh, a nice website. Who are going to be covering covering the, the series live? They've got good advisors with it. Good athletes. You know, like Jonas Colting is involved. Um, so, I think it, it looks good, and, and uh, hopefully people support the series. And uh, we're all for, for supporting new races and uh, and just helping the sport in general. So yeah. good stuff, yeah. one-on-one organisers. They must get some backing. I wonder who's backing them. They don't really seem to have sponsors on their page. It's, but yeah, it's kind of back to... It's coming out of Texas, and I think, um, you know, sort of oil area, isn't it? Yeah. Probably some wealthy people. <laughs> it's all the oil. The oil is back in it. It must be the oil. Okay, then. So what else is happening in the news? Oh, second biggest news. See, this is how sad the news is this week. We're on Try Talk and uh, good old Try Talk. I haven't mentioned Try Talk in a while. And someone on Try Talk, who is it? Doug. Doug on Try Talk. He's had a whole lot of posts on Try Talk, nearly four and yeah. a half thousand. But anyway, Doug must <laughs> mustn't get a lot of work done during. So the day. from the Department of Useless Statistics, he's found out where Google ranks triathlon searches. Now we're not sure how they've gone about doing this. Uh, Hmm. Surely it can't be on the number of clicks because uh, just judging by the countries that came out on top. Yeah, it must be on uh, based on maybe per capita, per capita or something, or something. like that. Mm. But a great country came out on top, didn't it? Came out on top, New Zealand. New Zealand, not Aotearoa. just for triathlon, also the, for Ironman. The land of the long white cloud. The land of the long white cloud. So, Kicker, you'd almost say. So we had uh, the top ten were this is for searching on triathlon. It was New Zealand, Australia, Australia, Austria. That's an odd. Uh, Australia. Australia. <laughs> Ireland, there's probably Austria is probably the Australians who don't know how to spell Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Ireland, Singapore, Switzerland, Switzerland yeah. Germany, the States, France, and Canada. That's interesting, isn't it? I suppose per capita makes it harder for those bigger countries. Yeah. And then uh, you can do that. Uh, I mean, New Zealand, Man. Austria, Australia, 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 Canada, um, Switzerland, United States, Germany, Belgium, UK, and Sweden. Yeah, so. Really interesting. We'll put we put the little link up there up to Google, and it's um, one of the reasons I think that New Zealand is up there so much is that 
John and I talked about this previously how a lot of the they have a lot of those kind of smaller triathlon events for mm. the females and, and they've got the kids triathlons which are really huge like in Christchurch my daughter did the kids triathlon last year and they had over two and a half thousand kids mm. you know within a city that's got 300,000 people so it's quite a big turnout um, and then I'm not so sure much about Ironman we just must love triathlon over here eh? must just love it yeah mm. Mm. so that's so, a good thing good stuff on Tritalk Doug you just keep on posting you're up to 4,579 posts and the post kind of got a bit kind of about us Kiwis loving sheep and then it the end I actually went on there and made a comment and I said what's wrong with sheep you'd be surprised how caring they are <laughs> so we do love our sheepies there's nothing wrong with a bit of sheep <laughs> in the <your> life <laughs> okay what else is happening in the news let's have a look in the news we've got oh so now you can actually go online and buy the DVD of the 2006 Ford World Ironman Championships don't know why they got a picture of Natasha Badman winning the race because she didn't yeah, it's a bit weird isn't it yeah so uh, but hey Get on there and buy it if you missed it on TV recently. Um, and if you're overseas and you can't do it. If you're overseas, yep. How much is it? It's $34.95 US. If you, if you did the race, uh, don't expect to see yourself on there. It's uh, <laughs> you know, it's very much about what's happening with those kind of three or four people they choose to follow and the pros. I saw myself last year. Did you? Yep. I was, in the, I was standing in the queue of the pro uh, lineup queue and I was standing behind Natasha Badman. Oh, really? I was sort of <laughs> <laughs> putting, <laughs> putting my head inside. <laughs> So it's not famous. <laughs> oh, mate, I wish I were, I'm jealous now. Yeah. I'm going back next year just so I can do that. <laughs> so, uh, yep, so if we do that. And, and you uh, can also, down the bottom of the page, they've actually got, uh, looks like they've got uh, other Ironman races as well. Mm, mm. So you can buy the, some of the older ones. The Dick and Rick Hoyt show, they've got 2004, 2005. The interesting thing is they don't have 89. Mm, mm. But I wonder if a uh, different TV company maybe had the rights to it at that stage or something mm. like that. Mm. So you think it'd be lots of money? Ooh, what was Ooh, that? It's more mail. Sure, I'm doing that much. Just took my phone. <laughs> um, okay, so yep. So go online, do that. Especially if you did the race, it's a good thing to keep hold of. Have you got your one? When you did it? Oh, yeah, I think I might do. Mm, not quite sure. I don't. But, but hey, I will. Um, Keeping the focus on New Zealand. Okay, so we had a race in New Zealand. Uh, Rotorua, Rota Vegas. Rota Vegas half Ironman. Okay, so what happened there? Big race, um, they had about 700 people, which yeah, is pretty, big, race, pretty big for New Zealand. And uh, it was a new venue in Rotorua, beautiful swim by all accounts in uh, Blue Lake. And then a bit of an undulating bike course, and then onto the run was uh, sort of off-road. So it sounded like it was a fantastic day, pretty early start. Yep. But we had uh, Jeremy Boyd, I know Jeremy uh, raced with him in Japan once. Uh, he took the race out fairly convincingly. Uh, he's a good, pretty good Ironman. He's uh, he's done a low nine-hour Ironman, okay. so he's pretty yep. handy. Uh, he did 4:24:44. They don't have the splits. So he didn't have the splits there. Tim Walker in at second, and he did 4:31:23. And Guy Crawford from Blue Seventy Wetsuits. Oh really? Uh, was in uh, third place. Pretty Looked good like swim he, time too. Because mm, he had that wetsuit. Must be that wetsuit. He no. was in 4:36. And also in fourth place was uh, Toby Radcliffe. He's coming on Epic Camp. Oh, is he? Uh, Toby, I'm pretty sure he's from the UK. So oh, Bevan's eyeing up his competition. That's right, I'm going to take him out. Uh, so that was that's it's what not happened. about racing an epic camp. It's just about <laughs> personal achievement. <laughs> that's what happened on the, uh, on the guys' side of things. And on the girls, we had Anika Edmondson from Napier in 5.08. And Celia Hutch. Hutch. Hutch in 5.10 mm. from Auckland. And, uh, gee, oh man, you left me a third one. <laughs> yes, I had that up. Jania Kuan. Kuan. Kuan in five hours, 12 minutes. So we better just check that none of the vet, vet females beat the, uh, the open females. Let's have a look. Go down to the vet females. No. 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 
So yeah. well done to everybody. Uh, I'm sure we've got a few listeners in there who did the race, and uh, mm. sounded like it was a good day. Pretty big turnout. Pretty big turnout. Yeah, yep. nice. definitely. Anyway, so that's uh, that's it. Anything else to add from the news? And and it's not really any races happening this weekend. It's uh, obviously this weekend is uh, Christmas time. Christmas Eve. Mr. Tom Wine. Okay, but anyway, anyway, let's move on. We've got um, our big topic of the week. Now, this mm. is surprising. We've had some pretty big topics over the time on Iron Man Talk. This really one, important yeah. discussions, and it's interesting that this one's had the most comments ever. Gone ballistic. People, <laughs> so, people want their, their glory. You had your chance of going down an Iron Man Talk history mm. because you got a chance to have the saying at the end of the show, the our outro, mm-hmm. you could almost call it. And so we're just going to go through them all. There's a few funny ones in there. You can start off. Uh, okay, so we had one from Fegan. Uh, Iron Man. It's not a knitting club. For us, it's somehow seen... Oh, bloody hell. For us, sums it's up the sum, training sums effort. up train, the training effort required to get to the finish. Yeah, nice. Or? Good. Or incorporate our sponsor, Coffees of Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. See you and train well. Maybe and this last one, I don't, I don't really get the last one he did. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a song around that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we have to get you sent us in an audio file. If you can send in the second one, I mean, surely it's Mully and James. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not happening. No, Jim Flynn is a Hasta La Vista tri baby. I like that. It's kind of creative. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Next up. Um, well, something profound this is from uh, Mike Iron Man. Three disciplines, one huge reward. Nice. And Michael also put in that one. How do you say that? Molotov. Molotov. Now, I think that's it's Jewish, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not sure either. I'm not quite sure where he's coming from there, Mike. Yep, but I'm sure it means something great. Um, another show done. Now go swim, bike and run. Beautiful from Steve. Mm, nice, nice rhyming. Yep, that's uh, And then Steve, another show in the can for everything Iron Man. Nice. He's good at the rhyming, isn't he? Mm. You should be a songwriter. <laughs> and then uh, he's also got Iron Man Talk, adding some fun into your swim, bike and run. <laughs> oh, he's sensational. That's beautiful, Steve. That's sensational. Okay, so we've got Train Safe and Have Fun, and it's got, you guys keep shows getting better and better. Um, what has he got here? Love the part about coaching last week. Very good. We like that too. Uh, he kind of just goes into that, and he's hoping to coach eventually himself, which is great. Also, have a good Christmas. Back to you guys, and that's from Toby Head. And then we had uh, Yours in Sport, Iron Man Talk. I think it's been Ed talking Hawkins. to Steve. Yeah. There's a bit of rhyme happening here. About to finish up picking up race results with a name that Bevan can completely massacre. <laughs> good at that. Yeah, I am pretty good at that. Uh... Yes, he's got him finally coming up in the 118th in the women's Day division at the Mason Murder Half Ironman is Annabelle de Van der Boltzen Dazen, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's no, I, I like you. I like you thinking there, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, mate. We are good at butchering the names. Yeah. Uh, we had Chris. He's got a few. He's, he's gone for crazy. He's got four there. Train yep. smart, train long. Yep. Turn off your iPad, iPod and go and do something useful with your life. <laughs> we like that. As long as you're listening to the show, yeah, you then you turn first, it off. Yeah. Uh, this is Iron Man Talk. Now go go walk the walk. Nice. Uh, fourth one, this is Bev and John. Now go swim, bike and run. Kind of rhymes with with an NZ accent. Does it? Does it? Not really, but no. that's okay. He tried. Um, and he's just saying he loves the show as well. Thanks for that, Chris. Um, I'm Russ. I'm men don't. Train hard, train smart. Quite nice. like that one, yeah, Frank. Frank yeah, so we'll do, at, the end, we, at the end of the show, we'll just award our winner then. I reckon we should announce it now. Okay, we'll keep going through. And then or do, we'll you wanna, do you want to make them hold no, off? No. 
Um, I like this one. Uh, this is from Zach. This is Mully and John signing off. <laughs> he almost crashed his car last week when he was listening to it. That's so good. there you go, because yeah. he was laughing so hard. Kia kaha. Now, for, the, you, for those of you who don't know what that means, kia kaha means stand strong in Maori. So um, Maori is obviously a New Zealand kind of culture thing, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kia kaha. And, um, uh, second one was uh, Bevan. That's more gold. And then I say, geez, you're a Bevan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, this short beats training is another one. And then uh, I just end with the joke end of the week, the joke. and that's from Enos. Uh, that wraps up another show from New Zealand where the men are iron and the sheep are worried. <laughs> hey, but sheep care, and that's from vegan. Yeah, remember they're caring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is, I like this one because I've been getting so much shit about Mullet Boy, Mullet Boy, and Moonface have left the building. Ian. Let's, let's just say, Ian, let, let's, you better hope you're not at a race uh, that I'm ever racing at. Because you're going downtown. You're going downtown. Man. He's got, sorry, but the, but the homepage pitch isn't the best. I'll tell you what, you guys go on the website this week. Cause, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, we'll talk about this later in the show. Uh, business is, okay, business. Oh, so we got sent through a website to mullet.com, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but sensational. Business is in the front, parties at the back, back. for the mullet. Yeah, Beautiful. Like that. That's from Ed. Um, yep, you're up. Duncan, that's another episode for the week. Train hard, train smart, and train with balance. Nice, I like that. Another episode is out there. Now it's time for us to get out there. We're out of here. Duncan again, nice. And from Slam, that's another Iron Man talk. We talk the talk and never walk. Nice. That's Slam, your favourite person. Yeah. I know who Slam is. (laughs) Time to get out and train. Just remember there's no such thing as bad weather, just the wrong clothing. I do like that one. That that is a good one. Very good. And lastly... Uh, oh, this is a new one, isn't it? I'd, I'd like this one as well. It's from Andy. If triathlon was easy, they would call it football. Nice. And Andy's mm. also signed up for those races we were talking about last week. Help to is. Yeah, good luck, Andy. We'd love to hear how that goes. So we kind of liked all of them. We thought they were all pretty good. And some, some, I was, every day I was going on there and just being highly amused by them all. So it's great. But we've kind of decided to combine two together because uh, we liked a couple of them. And we decided to go with Frank's. Ironman, Iron Russ, Ironman, don't train hard, train smart. And then we're going to end with Eno's Kia Kaha. Yes. So it'll be Iron Russ, Ironman, don't train hard, train smart, Kia Kaha. Be so. strong. Be stand strong. Up, stand strong. Stand strong because we're Ironman. So there you go. So thank you very much for your input there. We're gonna, not going to have a blog this week? No, well, we're not going to be on the show again for a few weeks. So I thought yep. we'd uh, give it a miss and then we'll wind it back up during Epic Camp maybe. Yep, so yep, definitely bring that on. Okay, so anything else? Uh, it's our... News for, for the, the week. week. Beautiful. Okay, I've just got to push this. Age Grouper of the Week. We're pretty good with the timing there, aren't we? We are good. We are very good. So this week's Age Group of the Week, I was on uh, a New Zealand website called Stuff, which is basically a collection of all the New Zealand main newspapers. Yeah, and, and TV uh, stations. Yeah, it's a pretty good uh, solid website for Kiwis. And under the sports section, we've got this uh, national triathlon series happening in New Zealand, uh, which has just started up this year. And they had an article on uh, and a little news clip, which will hopefully be out there when you guys uh, want to go on there and, and watch it. And there's a guy on there, and it's granted this isn't iron distance stuff, no, but I but thought we're struggling for iron distance stuff at the moment. We are. Mm. So it's got a little piece on a guy who's 74 years old, 
and uh, he finished last in the national recent national series race. In fact, he normally finishes last, yep. but he goes to world champs every year, and he's 74, and he's a real trooper. Yep. But I, I mean, I've, he's actually from Christchurch, and I knew he's um, he goes out there and he gives it a crack all the time, and he's, he's pretty slow. You know, he does about three and a half hours for an Ironman, but hey, he's 74. For, for an Ironman, it's pretty fast. For, 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 for a, <laughs> oh, mate, pick it up. He's a legend. <laughs> for an Olympic distance race, but hey, you know, he's out there giving it his best and, yep. uh, and staying fit and healthy. But when I actually saw the story... It actually transpires that he's uh, battling leukemia and also prostate cancer. Yeah, wow. and he's still going out there and doing Olympic distance racing. And, uh, and you're saying that the doctors say it's, it's good for him to be out there doing it. Yeah, so. but, but then it's got another twist. Another twist. It just keeps on twisting. It's a twisty little thing. Do you want to and get my twist to it? Yes, your twist to he it. He was a school teacher of mine. Yeah. Oh, Mr. CP. And to be honest, he was a bit of a prick. But <laughs> <laughs> he was a nice guy once I left school, but he used to always tell me off. Yeah, he used Bevan, to give me the finger. Bevan was a poke bad, me in the chest off the finger. Bad student. I wasn't. I just liked talking. <laughs> I got told off for talking all the time. Yeah, anyway, but he was a nice guy. Once I left school, he's actually a really nice guy and uh, yeah. just a real trooper, isn't he? He is. He's got he's got all the gear. So if you, if you go onto the site, um, we'll have a link onto the website. Hopefully, it'll still be up there, um, and you can see a little uh, probably about a, a two minute video clip about this guy. And uh, yeah, he's a real trooper, and he was last to finish. And uh, Mr. CP, Mr. and his name's C- Anthony, Anthony CP. CP. Yep. So well done, Anthony. You are a age trooper of the week. week. I wonder if he'll be listening. Of course he will. We've been trying yeah. to get Christmas music, but I don't have any Christmas music, which is a bit mm. disappointing, isn't it? But hey, we'll have okay. to do a sing song at the end. Okay. Okay. Our next. What's okay? Wait a second. Pause now. Website of the week. We are we are struggling for information this week. <laughs> Luckily, we got M on this week because the shows. Well, yeah, it's the con- end of the year. The content is not uh, of the highest level. Not the highest level. We have actually got a couple of websites that people have sent through to us this week that we will put on once we get back yeah. on the show. But um, keep those coming through over the Christmas period. But. This last week, the the Mully comment, people were loving the Mully comment. Yeah. And even a few of my friends who are listening to the show have started calling me Mully, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> my hairdresser came around for dinner last night. My good, he's a good <laughs> friend of mine. He's a good friend of mine. I said, they're going on me, Mully. He said, it's not a mullet, Bevan. He said, it's a half mullet. So, a <laughs> half mullet. Yeah, so I don't know. Okay, yeah. so, so um, somebody put up on the blog a website that we absolutely love, uh, and it's www.mullet.com. And it's beautiful. And it is beautiful. <laughs> the guy that that's a mullet. You've got to go on there and look at it. This guy at the top left-hand corner, and he has got a cracker. <laughs> and I love their quote they've got. We've got the business for you up the front, and even more party at the back. <laughs> and uh, and something I thought we could actually send Bevan to. Um, what do you mean? We've got some, there's some mullet news, and we've actually got the third annual White Trash uh, Convention. That's right. Taking, oh, I was on Tuesday the 15th of June, we've, we've missed it. But maybe that's next year, we could maybe send you off there. Maybe we could start a fundraising campaign. So what, well, so I've now White Trash as well. We could send Bevan to the mullet <laughs> campaign, and I could maybe get a mullet wig. That's right. So I could be like Bevan. Have you ever had long hair? No. Never in your life? No, oh, kind of, so liberating. I maybe had a half mully when I was a youngster. Uh. Um, you need it long here, but it's, it's a great site. They've got a mullet blog. They've got mullets galore. They've got mullet mall. They don't have enough pictures, but I thought they had more pictures. Although I haven't really explored it that much. Yeah, what's in the playground? Playground. Let's go. To, we're going to playground of the mullet.com. Here we go. Maybe these are people who could use a mullet. Pick the person you want to play with. So we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, and you add the mullet. <laughs> That's beautiful. There we go. So. Oh, very nice. There we go. So, you know, so mullet.com is our website of the week. If you want great triathlon information, that's the place to go. That's the place to be. 
Oh, actually, oh no, we're going to talk about that one later. Okay then, so that's pretty much it. Then we're going to go to our next topic. <laughs> Ah, that goes in nicely with mullet.com. We've got the, it's all happening. It's all about the mullet today. Until we get to this section of the show, which is uh, Coach's Corner. Coach's Corner. It's, it's serious business. Serious business. So this week we've got uh, Emily in, on the show, and that'll just be coming up shortly. So uh, for those that didn't listen or aren't uh, long-time listeners, first, go back to the old episodes. Go back to the old episode. Um, you, if you trawl through the archive, we had Emma on... Uh, a few months ago, just talking about general nutrition, um, but today we're really going to focus on uh, race week nutrition, uh, nutrition for um, vegetarians and vegans, and also just touching on some gluten-free uh, ideas. So I tried to be a bit more specific, so hopefully you guys find it useful. Um, and just a reminder to, for especially for you Kiwi listeners, uh, check out Em's website, which is www.powercookies.com. Uh, and she also mentioned in the show, in the interview, that she's now doing online consultation for nutrition. Yeah. So for those of you overseas, Emma's an experienced athlete um, who knows your stuff as a nutritionist and as an athlete who's achieved a lot in her sport. Exactly. So um, definitely if you're looking at kind of that kind of avenue, she's probably a really good person to consider. And also does quite a bit of public speaking. So um, mm. if you are running a you know maybe a, a club thing somewhere in New Zealand or even if Australia, if you want to fly her up there. And, yeah, uh, she does a bit of that, doesn't she? She'd, I'm sure she's, she's pretty good talk, she's pretty good pretty good entertainer. Yeah, yeah. She's He's got lots of character. So um, without yeah. further ado, we'll uh, have a listen to our interview. There we go. And here is M right now. So you got both. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. It's happening, mate. I'm it's happening. It. You're on to it. Yeah. Okay, we're ready to roll. We've got uh, Emily in the studio again. So we had her on a few months ago. And after popular... Oh, she was popular, popular right? Popular demand. Someone actually asked if you were cute. And, and really? I wrote back and I said, yes, she's definitely cute. So there you but go. But she's married. Yeah. Well, yeah. But she'll still be cute. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's cute. You guys are too much. You're going to give me a big head here. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, these two are, are quite the little hotties oh, as well. See, yeah, you win in. You yeah. win. <laughs> so we've got even today and we're just going to talk about a few topics. Uh, one of them is going to be race, sort of race week nutrition. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, Athletes with uh, gluten allergies. Yeah, because Matthew wrote through to us. Matthew wrote through to us, and he's got some of some of that happening, and um, and then also maybe just touch on some ideas for, for perhaps vegetarians or vegans, and you know just to make sure that they are getting enough. Uh, just how would a vegan do an Ironman? It's a tricky one. We've got yep. we've got one. Yeah. We have one. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> working on her though, giving her some tips. <laughs> yep. It, well. It's pretty tough. But okay. Well, yep. let's get into it then. So so, so race week. Um, you know. Everybody's obviously pretty uh, anxious about various different things, you know, the race and making sure everything's in place. And um, nutrition, sometimes people don't have too much of a plan with nutrition or they've got some really crazy sort of plan and make some pretty radical changes to what they normally have. Um, have you got any sort of general tips for sort of do's and don'ts in, in race week with regards to your, your nutrition and hydration? Yeah, actually, that's a pretty good question, John. Um for for the do's, I would say definitely stick to what you've normally been doing for your regular eating plan, which if you listened to the last podcast, you would have had some great information for that. Exactly. But but you don't want to, you know, don't don't try anything new in terms of different types of foods. Avoid the spicy food. Don't, you know, experiment with sushi for the first time if you've never had it because um, different foods like this can cause stomach upset if you're not used to them, if your body doesn't tolerate them. So you really want to be careful there and, you know, stick to stuff that's going to be neutral and not upset your tummy too, too much. 
and and just bear in mind with your routine going into you know the the week before an Ironman especially um, that consistency is the key and, and that at this point in the game nothing you do is going to make a difference all of your hard work is done even you know with regards to nutrition you know a lot of that sort of in the bank as well like so you just want to sort of maintain and not do anything too differently generally because you've got more time during that week you know you've obviously well, most people get a week off before yeah, and they've got more time tapering. more meals is that encouraged or not yeah or I, I would opinion? yeah I, I would stick to the same and yeah. you know part of the tapering aspect you're decreasing your usage of, of um, glycogen which is your stored sugar your stored energy that your body is going to be drawing on for um, for Ironman so part of the tapering um, you know half of it is nutrition but half of it's also um, the decrease in your usage of the glycogen by by not training as yeah. much yeah. so you want to you want to spare that you want to keep that in in your muscles as much as possible um, and then increasing your food we'll we'll talk a little bit about carbo loading in the last couple of days prior to Ironman yeah mm. and one the other thing we touched on um, just a little bit about hydration it's not really just about the morning of the races it's really those last few days you've yeah. really got to focus mm. on the hydration yep. absolutely you know bumping it up to four to five liters a day and you can hydrate with an five liters a day. Well. yeah and hydrating with a with a carbohydrate um uh, drink with sodium in it's really helpful as well because that helps to retain it in and it also helps to get in um some of the extra carbohydrates for the carbo loading aspect okay. um but one other thing i want to mention too is is for ironman particularly people going overseas for races you you do have to be cognizant of your travel plans um, looking at the time zone differences and making sure that you're getting to the races in plenty of time also to checking out what the climate is going to be like because that's definitely going to affect your your hydration and if you're going to a hot and humid place for example Kona you want to really make sure that you are well hydrated going into it and and so be prepared pl- sorry so in a place like that would you drink more water like more than before the five liters or you, yeah, you could drink as much as you can, really, <coughs> but you want to make sure that you're retaining it, and that's where you hydrate with the carbohydrate yeah. drink with sodium, or make sure that you're drinking with um, salty, like eat salty foods with with your water, so that you're so that you're hanging on to it, mm-hmm. um, and and also like just not really nutritionally related, but in terms of your travel and getting all your stuff ready. Don't be up till two in the morning the night before mm-hmm. packing. That's probably something that I'm I'm probably yeah. the worst one for. <laughs> I'm a shocker. So, I'm so, the worst. I'm a last minute picker. <laughs> do what I say, not what I do. So. Um, <laughs> but but definitely like don't you know try to be as prepared as possible so you're keeping your stress levels at bay. You don't want to be worrying about extra things. So you know get a good night's sleep. You know that whole week prior to um, especially if you're dealing with different time zones and and um you know catching up on sleep there. Yeah, yep. and another thing, um, just with regards to the the race drink, you know, it's really important that you practice that before race week. You know, if you're going to, say for Ironman New Zealand, this this year's sponsor is uh, is Power Bar, so people have got to got to oh, practice good. with that drink. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and I know there was a race at the weekend; one of my athletes did, and uh, and he couldn't take the drink on the race, so you know he, he tried it in training and couldn't stand it. So you know he had to had to figure out a strategy during the race. Um, to carry enough enough fluids or, or figure figure out a way how you're going to get by without using the mm. race energy drink if, if you don't mm. like it so mm. it's pretty important consideration to take in as well yeah. mm. Iron Man's pretty good for support that way though oh, isn't great. it if yeah. you need to have your own special bottles at yeah. the, yeah, the yeah, various stations bags, plus, mm, yeah yeah in the race but if you're cool. drinking so much water in the race on a hot day you kind yeah. of going to run out yeah. there's always a way there's always yeah. a way there is and, and one one way to get around the drink thing is to just use gels and then use the water that they have on the course yeah. and so then you have a gel sort of with every water. I know we're kind of moving off topic, but do you like those electrolyte tablets? 
I've had some of them are okay and some aren't. I've I've seen one that doesn't really give you a whole lot of anything. Okay. And then I've heard of another one that does give you a, a little bit more significant um, carbohydrate and sodium. But there's one in particular that basically had no sodium in it, and I thought, oh. well, what's the point of that? Yeah. yeah. So, so what would you be looking for? Is it the same numbers we were looking for yeah. when we were talking about the drink? In, in the tablets? Yeah. Well, I'd look for probably around 100 milligrams of sodium per tablet. Okay. So then if you were to take three or four an hour, yep, then, then you're getting it in. And at least five to ten grams of carbohydrate. I don't know how they could get any more in a tablet. It's mm. almost physically impossible to get much more than that. Can but. you just take too much sodium? Uh, if you take too much in a concentrated form, yes, because that can ups- your it can be too much concentrated sodium okay. for your gut and cause okay. cause some cramping issues. Yep. It's used. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so just, anything else before the race week? Yeah. Well, just in terms of the actual volume of food you're eating, should you be try, mm-hmm. trying to really decrease that race week? Or, or not, not necessarily going crazy and decreasing it, but mm-hmm. because of your, you're doing so much less training, yeah. uh, is that sort of a consideration you need to think about? Mm-hmm. No, you need to be eating more. More? Yeah, more. not the whole week prior to, though. Um, just keep your eating the same in the week. But uh, 24 to 75 two hours prior to the race, you can start carbo-loading. And there is a lot of good research to show the benefits of carbo-loading um, leading into long-distance events. So um, the recommendations for carb that we talked about last time was the 7 to 10 grams of carb per kilo yep. per day to meet your daily nutrition needs. Carbo-loading, it bumps up to 10 to 12 grams of carb per kilo. Okay. So for example, for an 80 kilo person, for like for a guy, you'd be looking at around eight to nine hundred grams of carb for that. You could you you can you get the um, a carbo loading benefit just by doing it in the 24 hours prior, um, but you can do it for as many as um, 72 hours prior. Okay. So you're, yeah, so eight to nine hundred grams of carbohydrate um, for a guy, and for a woman, you'd be looking at you know probably at least 700 like six i'd say six to seven hundred grams of carb for a woman are there better carbohydrates um just getting it in any way you can really because it is a lot of food Mm. so obviously get your base meals in with healthy foods like your normal you know pastas and grains and that kind of stuff but this is where the hydration part um can be quite a a key part of of the carbo loading regime where you're adding in your sports drink to help with your hydration plus that also helps with the carbo loading aspect of it retain so, it yeah yeah oh, they're whispering, oh, whispering. Yeah. <laughs> secrets happening Secret here squirrel. secrets happening <laughs> what's happening just... okay they're whispering okay. and they're, they're not telling me what they're whispering yeah. about would you just back on we're just making sure the sound volume's okay yeah, sure. yeah. Do, doing a little technical check so um Thanks. so anyway while we, while we were turned off for a second there, i was just asking him about foods to avoid during that period mm. um yeah. I'd stay away from a lot of real fatty fatty foods because the fat is going to displace your intake of carbohydrates. So watch out for the mackers, you know, yeah. the French fries and the you know really fatty stuff. Um, it's yeah, it's just not good for you anyways. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you go to the uh, past loading party or not? Yeah, I do. I, yeah. I haven't been to one yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to one. <laughs> I just do my thing. You know what I'm like. I just yeah, like to yeah. do my thing. You're going to go this time, are you? I think I might go this time. It's a good time. You get to stand up here how many times you've done the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly gets fifth. into those, yeah. hey? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's why. Been. That's why the whole whispering. That's come for the nickname. The John and Molly show. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Not happy about the Molly. It's spreading. It's hilarious. You guys should see this. The babes love it. Something to hold on to. <laughs> no, let's get back to him here right now, right? Molly the Podmaster. <laughs> there we go. Slip that one on there. I might edit that bit out anyway, you won't hear it. So. No, no, that's 
staying on the show, man. <laughs> anyway, so um, okay, so anything okay. we need to know about carbon loading. Um, anything else that we need to know? Okay, um, don't drink too much booze, hey. Okay. Yeah, stay away from the old alcohol because it, it can dehydrate you. Um, well, you can have a little bit. You know what? This is sort of a personal preference thing. Um, I've gone, you know, I'll, I'll go to where I have like maybe one or two beers because it's nice. It helps to relax you. And, and if you're used to it, that's cool. But I've also gone into races where I've completely cut out alcohol. And, and I think that's been a better thing for my nutrition because the alcohol also can, can displace your good nutrition. So watch out. For, you know, just don't don't be getting hammered, you know. The week yeah, before the race, yeah. it's probably not recommended. Not the night before the race. <laughs> not the night before the race. But, um, but with foods, like to get in that amount of carbohydrate, just to give you a, um, an idea of how much food that translates into or to give you a way, you know, a, a, um, a way to put it in place, what you're going to want to do is just increase your current intake by about 15 to 30%. So if you're going to have a plate of pasta and your normal helping is, you know, a yep. big plateful. A couple handfuls. Yeah. Yep. Then ha- then increase that by about another third again. <laughs> John's having um, issues. This is I'm stuck in my jacket. It's all hung it's up on the hot in here. You're losing professionalism, mate. I tell you, I you're going downhill fast. I'm getting hot. I was just I was just thinking of a question I need to ask him. He's and getting was, all I was excited. Getting, I was getting a bit hot under the collar. That's right. Because we, right. we actually had because uh, he's next to my mullet. That's why he's getting I'm excited. All warm. <laughs> just it, it flows over Bevan's shoulders and keeps my my shoulder warm. But, but then we actually had a question a few weeks ago. Uh, sex before racing. You oh. an ad- you an advocate? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. A, absolutely. Yeah. John wasn't. You're saying, not. But this big hand goes up. <laughs> I can race without it. Access but anyway, denied. You know. <laughs> yeah, but again, there's the whole psychological component there. Some people it gives them a boost. See, this is there I was talking about for my mate. What yeah. if you have a bad performance? Yes. Oh, mm. blow you know? to the ego. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Luckily, mm. I feel like. Whoever, whoever has a bad performance in <laughs> sex, right. hello. Our listeners don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to carry this on, but I think I'll stop. It. <laughs> I had a few things. Um, nutrition. Yeah. Back on the nutrition game. Uh, okay. So, anything else we need to think about cover loading? No alcohol. Yeah. Basically, keep into your main diet throughout the week. You yeah. can have up to about a thousand grams or nine hundred grams for a yeah. male, seven hundred yeah. for a female. Yeah. Um, 72 hours leading into the race. Yep. And and you get a carbo-loading benefit even just doing it in the 24 hours prior. Because okay. sometimes people find if they t- if they eat too, too much, they will feel a bit sluggish and lethargic with all the extra food. Yep. So if you just do it a day prior, that's cool too. Okay. Make sure you and, trial it with your um, your sort of B and C category races. races. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so if you've got any half Ironmans or anything like that, use that before you go yeah. out and do your main race of the year. Yep. Totally. <clears throat> okay, so let's move on to the next questions. We're, so we're going to talk a little bit about... Yeah, some ideas for, for athletes with gluten-free um, diets. Yeah, so we've, got a, we've got an athlete who writes to us quite a lot, Matthew, and uh, mm. he's just been diagnosed with it, and he's just oh, kind bummer. of wondering, yeah, yeah, you know, like it's a totally new thing to him, so yeah. what are some of the things that he needs to look out for? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. It, it, it's something that's really becoming very, very big. You know, yeah. there's just, yeah. I, I know so many people now that yeah. have got gluten issues. And apart yeah. from obviously buying M's uh, gluten-free power cookies, mm. of course, of course, gotta have the gluten-free. Uh, is, is, are there any other <laughs> alternatives? <laughs> are there many other alternatives out there? And, and some ideas, maybe. Yeah, there's lots of ideas. The good thing about being gluten-free, although you can't have you know wheat and oats and sort of that normal stuff, mm. there's a lot of other foods that you can have, and you can really load up on things like potatoes and beans. And they actually, because of the sort of increase in gluten-free people, there is a better um, production now of yep. commercially available. Gluten-free products, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like your breads and stuff. Here in New Zealand, we have a couple of pretty good bread companies that are that are making some decent breads that are edible. Um, some of them you have to toast and whatever to to get it in, but. 
your fruits and vegetables are all fair game. Um, obviously, you can the, the, you know they're totally gluten free. Um, so you really want to maximize those and watch out for foods that are prepared that have a lot of processing in them because oftentimes they'll use starch thickeners that um, are basically contaminated with gluten. And you have to be careful because the gluten um, community has a different definition of what gluten free is compared to the regular food industry oh, okay. community. Yeah. And um, and so if, even you know if you if you are like some people are going gluten-free because they want to as a choice. Yeah. Other people have mm-hmm. who do have true gluten allergies do have to be careful of contaminated foods because if you have something that has, say, a starch thickener in, like a processed soup or a sauce mix or something like that, or even sausages and stuff like that that have starch in them, yeah. um, you may or may not get a, an actual reaction from it, but it still can cause damage to um, your small intestine, to the little things in there called villi, mm-hmm. which are the, the little finger... Damn little villi. Uh, little, little sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> the finger like um uh tentacles that help that's that's the absorption sites. They're like little, Ben's yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finger like and I was thinking Delta here, I'm not happy about it. Poor Molly. Oh, <laughs> anyway, um yeah, so so you have to um go for those sort of unprocessed foods and your your beans, potatoes, corn, those are all really good high carbohydrate starch foods. Of course your rice. Yep. You can get gluten free pasta, so you can you can have Actually, that. I had some of that. Um Is it okay? Pasta. Yeah, no, it was really good. It was Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. One of the local rep basically swims with me and he gave me some and it tastes really good. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't really know the difference. Yeah. Mm. And just be careful. And once you add flavor to it. Yeah. yeah. And once you add flavor to anything, it's okay. But yeah. make sure it's not, doesn't have starch in it for the yeah. flavor. But if you're eating out in a restaurant, watch out there for, um, you know, for they may not realize or understand what has gluten and what doesn't. So you yeah. have to be really careful if you're eating out in a restaurant. And fortunately, a lot of sports foods are gluten free. Um, like a lot of, I think, Power bar and, and um, most of those sort of you know. I'm sure, Pro Four me. and also uh, High Five. High five yeah, I think um, Cliff Bar is as well. Like in yeah. the states, you get Cliff Bar. But, I, but I think people should buy Pro Four Pro or, or, or High Five. Or yeah. High five. Yeah. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Absolutely. And biscuits. And power yeah, cookies. Yeah, and power cookies. And power cookies. Yeah. The gluten-free power cookies are actually quite good um, because they're they're a little bit more dense and they hold together better. Yeah. Oh, so, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, even though I'm not gluten-free, I actually use my gluten-free cookies sometimes just because yep. well, they taste good. Plus, yeah. um, they hold together pretty well got like a bar. Got a, got a few little select amount of gluten-free ones for Epic Camp, Evan. You'll, nice. be to, yeah. you'll be able to give well, them a try. Well, I eat gluten, so it's not a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. actually tried these gluten-free, and they're good. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to get good gluten-free stuff, I find. So. Yeah. Okay, and, I'm sure uh, it's going to be something that's going to develop over the next few yeah. years. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the good thing is, is there's so, there must be so much information out there on the net as well mm. uh, if you go on to Google and, and yeah. search yeah. on gluten yeah. and things. Yeah. Google has everything. There'll be in, lots of ideas. It's on Google. Must be true. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, and in the States, you've got the GIG, the Gluten Intolerance Group, and that's okay. sort of the official um, body. Mm-hmm. I think their website is like GIG.com or something like that. Yep. But if you do a go Google so search for Gluten that. Intolerance Group. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Search and on they, that. And yeah, and they have recipes. But also, too, a lot of your other sports foods, like your drinks and gels, of course, are gluten-free, and, and your jelly beans and your So your rest-day food's not going to be that much Yeah, your rest-day food shouldn't be a problem, no. actually. That's good to know. There you go, Matthew. Okay. Um, and then we're also just going to talk a little bit about um, athletes who are perhaps pretty staunch vegetarians and, and maybe just a little bit on, we'll go on to vegans in a moment. Yeah. Um, is there anything sort of vegetarians need to look out for, especially you know, with the, the amount of training mm, we're doing protein. and making yeah. sure you're getting in the protein yeah. and iron and things like that? Yeah, pretty much the protein, iron and calcium. And, you know, depending on what kind of vegetarian you are, like if you're an ovalacto vegetarian, which means you still consume eggs and dairy products, then you... Overlacto. 
ovo lacto or lacto ovo or whatever <laughs> lacto ovo I used to be that till I came to New Zealand and discovered meat pies and then <laughs> and then I started it'll change meat. yeah I'm a meat eater now man influence on you <laughs> <laughs> that and the venison which is really good but anyway yeah you want to um, so if, if you do consume those kinds of foods it, it is fairly easy um, but if, if you are a more strict vegetarian where you are a total vegan then making sure you're getting in enough protein and iron and calcium is really important. And so, you know, I, I've come across vegans who, you know, just sort of eat like bread and fruit or something and they think that they're, you know, meeting all their yeah. all their needs, but they're yeah. not. You really have to have, um, you know, combinations of your beans or your pulses um, because they give you a really good source of protein. But you also need to be mixing those with um, vegetables or starches to get a complete protein because they're not complete proteins. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to eat them together at the same meal as long as they're consumed at some point uh, within, your daytime within the daytime thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, too, making sure you're getting in, like, you know, nuts and seeds are excellent sources of protein and healthy fat and avocado as well um, because oftentimes with vegans um, just energy wise it's really tough to sometimes get in enough energy yeah because so, yeah, then mm. yeah, it's yeah. yeah unless you're just eating blocks and blocks of vegan dark chocolate then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but actually and that's not a bad source of iron either and so speaking of, of iron um, especially for females yeah for yeah. females it, it's oh yeah. yep the old female athlete triad the fat you have to be really careful with that um, and so to get in your calcium and your iron you can use um, fortified products like uh, your fortified soy milk uh, will generally have a, um, the same amount of calcium as as regular milk and it's also fortified with iron um, your nuts dried fruits whole grains those are also good sources of iron your oats that kind of thing or supplementation yeah I would definitely recommend a vitamin mineral supplement for vegans yeah. yep just to make sure that they're getting in everything and I would not recommend taking iron unless like you could take maybe a low dose iron or a multivitamin and mineral that has iron in it but you don't want to be taking a high dose iron supplement for a long period of time because because that can build up in toxic levels in your body and it can uh -huh. actually be very dangerous so if um if you are a vegan and you are you 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 then are at risk for having iron deficiency anemia especially if you're a female and you're underweight um you want to be careful there. So if you if you are at risk or you've been diagnosed, um, you know, talk to your doctor about it. But you generally don't want to be taking iron supplements for longer than three months at a time. Wow. Yeah, and they That's also good. yeah, and they have quite um, you know quite gnarly side effects just with your stomach. They can block you up a wee bit and mm. cause some stomach upset. So and they're not the greatest things to take. But in terms of maximizing your iron intake with your diet, you want to make sure that you're not consuming caffeine with an iron rich meal. Okay. And hour either side so an hour prior to or an hour after an iron rich meal you don't want to have any caffeine and you also want to be consuming your iron rich foods with the source of vitamin c which yep. helps to absorb the iron right. which yeah um, it's a pretty substantial effect sometimes isn't it um mm. the old glass of orange juice with a yeah with your meals yep and it's a good idea too if you're taking an iron supplement to take it in the evening with a glass of orange juice and don't take iron supplements with um, milk because the calcium inhibits the iron absorption of the supplements but it doesn't inhibit the absorption of iron just from food okay. if that yeah. makes sense yeah, it does okay make perfect mm. sense. yeah so um and also too making sure that you are getting enough iron and and protein for that matter simply comes down to a case of making sure that you're eating enough food period um yep. for example you're looking at around a thousand calories of food will generally give you around six milligrams of elemental or of um, dietary iron 
And the RDA for iron for women is, is 18 milligrams. For men, it's less. It's around half that, actually. Um, but you're looking at around 18 milligrams of, um, of iron per day from your diet. So technically, a woman needs to be consuming around 3,000 calories mm. of, of food just to simply get in that iron dietary-wise. So, so there's a few aspects there that we're looking at just in terms of making sure that they're getting in enough food. Uh, protein powders for for drink? You're into yep. that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I had um I actually had a client the other day who was a vegan who's training for Ironman mm. and um and she is using um a couple different protein uh shakes in a day and she's mixing them up with soy milk. Yeah. And that's really, really good and, and because of that, um and she also has quite a you know, she is, you know, making sure that she's eating, you know, Yep. the pulses and the nuts and soy yep. things and whatever so she is um meeting her needs and having a, a protein drink certainly yeah that's that's what a, about what about thing. for the non-vegetarian athletes how much how important is it to have protein drinks because we oh. eat so much you eat so much you so do. We, yeah sure we get our protein in like you a, do get your protein in yeah. yeah i was giving a talk the other week actually up in auckland and it was um a talk on strength nutrition for for bulking up yep. and um i gave a sample menu plan in that which um, basically had about 3600 calories it was for you know like say a male who yep. was wanting to put on weight and without any protein supplements at all it had nearly 200 grams of protein in it yeah. just and it wasn't even like a really big meat eating like it had a serving of meat at dinner and and some tuna sandwiches at lunch and just a normal breakfast with like cereal and fruit and yeah. stuff and um yeah the protein was definitely there mm, so mm, mm. Mm, definitely. just everyone yeah. you know oh i could get protein powder supplements yeah well like the other you know yesterday after training i had a long training day and, and i just whipped myself up a milkshake and i just used skim milk powder yeah. li light ice cream and a banana and oh it was so good yeah went down a treat you make up a pretty good, good shake as well don't you yeah good sean, sean is yeah. the shake master yeah, yeah. shake master like that you can be the <laughs> <laughs> molly's the pod Master yeah. and John the Shake Master. master. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I gotta get you a nickname now. I gotta get you back. You guys are stars. I just I can't believe I'm in the same studio with you. Oh, you're privileged, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, anything else? That's pretty much it. That's about a wrap. We'll let uh, M go out and. Uh, MDM's got a big race coming up in about two months. Yep. Uh, that's she's doing the Coast to Coast, uh, yep. which is pretty much the biggest multi sport event in New Zealand. One of the world's biggest multi sport events, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Mac Daddy, baby. And it's the Mac Daddy, and M won yep. it last year, and we probably won't speak to it before then, so good luck in your race yeah and, thanks uh, man yeah. and you've also got um your cookies uh, are sponsoring the race this year your, your power yeah. cookies did yeah you write um, up in the magazine as well i saw you did a bit of oh, an article yeah, yeah, really i cool, did mate. coast to coast yeah. nutrition that's nice. sweet yeah, yeah get it out there i saw that yeah, yeah you're yeah. a legend we're oh. in the presence oh wow um so yeah so everybody is doing coast to coast this year is going to get a cookie in their bags yes they, they are yeah. yep nice. i'm the official coast to coast cookie it's quite quite an honor mm. so um no it's been really good so everyone will get cookies in their race packs and also to um we'll be giving away 10 packs of cookies as prizes oh, cool. and nice. I'd, yeah maybe i'll try to think of something else innovative and cool to do but i don't know what else to do with we cookies, need to eat overseas mate because all our listeners want to try your biscuits i know and when we go on the forums oh, oh we want to try those power cookies yeah <laughs> i've had i've had quite well not quite a few i've had maybe half a dozen or so inquiries from some people overseas and, and what I've said to them is like I'm working on it yep. but I'm, I'm it, it's been big a job. bit of a time thing it <laughs> is a big job but what because you know we've got to look at the distribution side of it but even if let's say just one person wanted to order a box of cookies um, I am talking to a shipping company regarding getting them over there because oh, cool. at the moment it's like 50 60 bucks to ship yeah. a box of cookies wow. to the states yeah. it's like a two kilo box it's about yeah. 25 cookies and or it is 25 cookies yeah. and um yeah it's quite a lot to ship it over just sort of in the normal post so i'm working on it i'm working on yeah, it definitely. yeah but anybody in new zealand can go on to dub 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 
powercookies. Powercookies.com. Com. Com. Yep. You can order boxes of cookies through there. Yeah. And, uh, and they're yeah. bloody good cookies. Yeah, we've had a few people ordering since the last podcast. So nice. thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for the good word, man. Yeah. And also for nutrition stuff, if people want to um, have a consultation, I am going to start to maybe do some online oh, cool. con- consulting yeah, just over email. And um, and then I can just flick through like some and of which the which works materials. really well. And even if yeah. you've got Skype as well, because it's not like, you know, it's just information transfer, isn't yeah, it? So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm. And, and if you can just email me through sort of a little bit of information about yourself, your training volume, what your current diet's like, then we can have a look at that and and, and go back and forth. And, definitely um, valuable information. Eh? Yeah. yeah definitely. Yep. Well, cool. So, mm. Thanks for coming along. We'll get you on again soon because we know that yeah. the listeners love it and we know you love it. Oh, yeah. thanks, <laughs> you guys. you got lots of praise, broke our heart. We get nothing and you get it all. We're with the love. <laughs> all the glory. <laughs> anyway, well, good luck and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Cool. Questions and answers. Okay, so questions and answers. I'm just pulling up right just, now. Just got a couple this week. Nice. So, Mully and John. <laughs> You're probably saying it. Jim, we like it. Uh, fortunate situation where at the end of December I have a week vacation from work. My kids will be out of town and I live in Southern California. I plan to do Ironman Arizona in April, about 15 weeks out. Although I'm not fast, I'm 49 years old, I'm in pretty good shape and I love competing. I've competed in nine Ironman races over the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good, good effort. Um, just wondering what he should do in that time. Well, what the kids if, are away. Time what, off work. What I suggest you do, um, the weather should be okay in Southern California. This, this it never rains in Southern <laughs> California. That's right. Yeah. Okay. What I suggest you do, Jim, is if you, you likewise, uh, we talked about this before, just back it up a little bit and, uh, and go back uh, to an episode where I talked about big week training. And what I'd probably suggest you do, given that I think you said your cycling is your weakest discipline, is, is very much have a bike focus week. Um, and a, a general protocol we use and that I talked about with, with big week training is uh, just to try to keep the intensity down and really try to get, maximize the volume. You know, you'll be training in, uh, in December. Your main race is still not going to be until when's Arizona, uh, maybe the end of March or start of April. Yep. Um, so I'd really focus on having a big bike week and, uh, and basically biking as much as you can. Um, probably just start off with sort of about uh, four hours a day um, you want to do a bit of a lead into that you don't want to go from doing zero cycling to, to doing that but hopefully you'll uh, have a bit of cycling under your belt and just keep backing up around about four hours a day but and obviously experienced athlete he's done nine Ironman in 20 years so he's obviously got some good legs on him exactly so so go back um, and just look look through our archive and have a listen to the show where we, we talked about big week training and that'll give you some ideas but basically I would suggest in that period of time Back off your swimming and back off your running a bit and just go... Uh, cycle like mad. Cycle like mad, do maximum So when you're going to do that stuff, like big week training, okay, so it's about doing lots and lots of long rides over that week, um, would you do main sets? Not at this stage of the year, no. This guy's, um, you know, about four, three to four months out from his race, so it really just about building volume, building strength. Um, so just do, do some good hilly rides. Um, probably basically alternate sort of doing a flatter ride and then, and then a really hilly ride. So do get out in there and do some some good hills but uh towards the end of the week you know maybe lift the intensity a little bit but uh for the first part of the week just just ride for volume and also you probably also want to have another uh, listen to a show where we talked about and i think we did it on big week training just some some tips in terms of uh preparing your undercarriage making sure that's good yeah you know, making sure you don't uh, you wear a, a nice clean set of uh yeah, gear every day, every day. Yeah. keep the old undercarriage nice and dry after training so yeah. uh, take them off straight away t- get them off and, uh, and nutrition becomes really important and sleep, but sleep shouldn't be too much of an issue if all your kids are out of town and all you're doing is training. So. Have we ever actually covered main sets? 
Uh, I don't think we have. Just quickly, a mindset basically within a long ride, you'll do a session that's kind of Ironman intensity or maybe even half Ironman intensity. Mm. So, for example, Joe and I and a few other boys went out for a ride on Saturday. We did, what, about 160? Placed. Yeah. 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 And uh, so we did about 160 on the bike. And um, within that, we did what we called, we had three main sets, didn't we, really? Yeah. And uh, we had one that was about 15 minutes and that was at above Ironman pace. Oh, that was Ironman pace. Yeah. Okay. Ironman pace. And then. Uh, yeah, it was. And then <laughs> we had one at. 40 minutes which is yeah just a little bit above Ironman and then pace. we did um, five sets of 10 minutes on three minutes off and that was about half Ironman pace yeah so um, you know and that's why do we do that just to develop speed and well just to, to develop, develop the, the, the ability to ride at your Ironman pace uh, for long periods of time a lot of people just go out on bunch rides and they sort of sit in there and their heart rate's really low and while they are you know maybe doing 180k or whatever ride they're not really doing it on their aero bars so we want to have some long sustained Ironman effort pace sitting on your aero bars in a relatively flat situation because most of us are training for relatively flat races so it's really key when you we'll probably touch on this more in the future but it's really key when you do that that you don't draft it you get out of the pack if you are in mm. the pack like i said that we all split it up and mm. you know you know make spend sure you some get... time on your aero bars i get sick of hearing about people just riding their road bikes all the time and never actually going out and riding their race bikes and they mm. do all their training on their, their road bike and then they turn up to the race day and they decide to ride the time trial bike having done bugger all training on it. Mm. So no, screw your back. Yeah, so make sure you get used to the bike that you're actually going to be racing on. If you're going to go out and do a monster hill ride, then obviously you know it's, it's not too much of a problem going and riding your road bike. Yep. But do spend plenty of time on the bike that you're going to race. Mm, definitely. So yeah. Um, next up, we've got a great... <laughs> someone on eBay. Now, we have, I've got this up, haven't I? Yep, someone on eBay, um, Kinetic One, has... Uh, has created, I'm not sure if this is a Photoshop, I've actually done this with their hair, but they've, uh, they've made an Aero haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just quite amusing. We've got a couple of people sending us through the link. Um, who sent that through? We've got Dominic and Christian. And, um, so he's selling a helmet and he's um, put up, been, been a bit of a funny bugger and, uh, and put up a picture of it. No, guy. no, he's not actually selling a helmet. He's oh, selling he? a haircut. Ah, but he also says don't actually bid because I don't want to pay, <laughs> to pay fees. Okay. It's obviously not a real auction, <laughs> so. Ah. But it's quite amusing. They've, I think they photoshopped it and they made it look like this guy's got an aero haircut, mm. and so it's nice and snug. So we'll put a link to that on our show notes. We may even steal the photo and put it on our website. And <laughs> why not? So check out our website. Um, yep. So it was pretty funny. Uh, what else have we got here? We got. Um, Next one down was um, you chaps spoke about the rules last week. Oh yeah, no, this was this was an interesting one. Um, so Carl sent us in an email, and last week we were talking about rules and saying uh, about the drafting rules. Mm. And, uh, and and Carl was just a bit confused because you know, most people seem to think it's, it's say seven meters that you're not getting much of a draft. And uh, and he's heard say Farisal Sultan say that uh, the, the seven meter rule at Kona was bullshit, which it is. Mm. Um, and he was sort of saying he can't really understand how a 65 kg little skinny rider um, can have get much of a draft at 7 metres yeah. and he wants to know what he's missing here um, from my understanding that the year I was at Kona which was a year before last and I think the rules stayed the same it was 7 metres from front wheel to front wheel so that means the actual oh, was it? so it wasn't back wheel to front wheel? yeah no so oh, it was front wheel to front like wheel metres. so effectively it was only sort of 5, 5.5 metres um, and at that distance you, you do get a, a significant advantage and even at 7 metres you still get an advantage so what I suggest you do Carl is um, I'm not quite sure what sort of ability you are but I know when we go out training um, like at the weekend we were doing mm. non-drafting stuff and if we are sitting at 7 metres and we were, we were sitting in sort of around just under 40 kilometres an hour probably about sort of 38 30, or 37 to 38 kilometres an hour yep. basically what you want to do is go out and ride with somebody at the same speed it would be great if you've got a power meter and a heart, heart rate monitor on 
sit behind them at that speed and then ride past them and try to maintain that speed and then take a look at what happens to your heart rate and to your power output yep. and what you'll notice is that it does go up and I, and I did this I've done this test a number of times with Bevan and I've been sitting behind him because he gets pretty agitated when he's not at the front <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know I've, I've ridden past him and, and sat at the same speed and my heart rate will you'll go up you know between uh between two and five beats um, and that's sitting at a seven metre gap and then going and taking the wind. Obviously if it's a tailwind it's slightly different mm. and that makes a bigger effect. Uh, the faster you're going uh, the bigger the effect. So if you're riding at say 30 kilometres an hour and sitting at seven metres you're probably not going to get that much of a difference. Mm. But at the, the elite end when they're sitting on 40 kilometres an hour there is a significant difference. Uh, and even just to feel like for example on said that when we were doing that ride when the first main set I was kind of at the back and I was I was trying to just practice my distances and eventually I thought no I'm going to drop back more because I want to work harder and um, and it was just really obvious the difference I really felt yeah. it and I wasn't looking at my heart or anything it's just yeah it is it is a big difference mm. um, and especially when you've got um, you know at Kona or at a lot of the Ironmans when you've got a row of about um, you know ten or fifteen yeah, guys yeah yeah guy back the drafting effect is, is significant so the the pro guys generally want a seven meter rule and at a lot of Ironmans it's a ten meter rule so they want seven meters from back wheel to front wheel or 10 metres um, from front wheel to front wheel. So, um, so yeah, that, that's my first answer to the first part of your question. And you had a second question? Oh, Second question, yeah, and I did a, tried to do a little bit of research on this. So um, he's basically just asking, he's saying how Hawaii is a non-wetsuit legal race, um, and he's, but he's saying how these, a lot of the athletes are now wearing those skin suits and how you know, a lot of the companies are actually claiming that there's buoyancy involved with these skin suits, and if so, is that kind of breaking the rules? Yeah, so I tried to find out an answer for you here, but I wasn't uh, successful, so somebody might be able to help me. I went onto the ITU website and had a look at what their rules are, <clears throat> and uh, and they've basically got a cut-off temperature, you know, whatever it is, uh, yep. 22 degrees, and if, if it's above that, you can't wear a wetsuit, and if it's below, you can. And wetsuits cannot be thicker than 5 mils. Um, but then when it says uh, when it's below that when it's above that temperature and you can't wear a wetsuit it says on the ITU site that any tri suits have to be ITU or FINA approved okay. so I guess you need to get an approved wetsuit when I went on to the, um, the Ironman website there was no mention of it at all it basically said uh, you know I looked at the, the rule book for Kona and it didn't say anything about um, stipulating with wetsuits it basically said if you're over 70 you're allowed to you have the option of wearing a wetsuit you won't be recognized in the um oh, really? in the age group results you'll be recognized as an official finisher but, but you won't be recognized as, a, as a, maybe a medalist um and so they didn't actually have any mention there um of uh of you know what what the deal is there so um mm. uh it sounds like IT, itu are pretty good with their rules and they'd basically say it has to be FINA approved so all these guys would have to put them forward but uh, but in kona Looks like you can probably get away with a little bit, and those those speed suits um, do have a bit of buoyancy in them. Mm. Not massive, but it does uh, does have a bit of assistance. So if anybody does know the exact ruling there, it doesn't sound like it's very clear, but uh, maybe just let us know. He also wanted to know if M was cute. He was the person who was asking about M. Ah, uh, M. Bevan said she was. She's cute. So anyway, um, uh, next one is uh, from Daniel Roberts in Australia, and it was just a. Uh, quick one we've answered one or two of his questions in the past and he was yep. sort of saying thanks for that and he was actually asking about nutrition and about race week nutrition so yep. Daniel hopefully we covered that with uh, with Emily yep yeah we definitely have we also had one what happened with that one about the age groupers drugging oh Did yeah I, I, I backed that up okay it's, we've got an email about someone about age groupers drugging it's really good we'll probably discuss it once we get back mm. so because it's a pretty good discussion we can make it a discussion of the week maybe discussion of the week so uh, that's pretty much the show for the week uh, we had an interview with someone from Coffees of Hawaii this week 
last Wednesday, wasn't it? Yes. And we'll We've been doing lots of work this week, haven't we, we mate? We have, mate. Earning That's why I'm not getting any bloody training show. done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so we're just going to pretty much chuck that on now. It's, uh, her name was? Chella. 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 So Chella's just talking a bit about uh, Coffees of Hawaii. And uh, if you do go over that way, definitely she talks about some a tour that they do around the plantation. It sounds pretty interesting. We haven't been mm. over there, but it sounds great. Yep. And, um, no traffic lights. No, no traffic yeah. lights. And just a reminder to you guys... Um, we talked about this briefly last year, but Coffees of Hawaii have got uh, special shipping rates now. So if you're in Canada, you can get a seven-ounce bag for uh, shipping costs for only two dollars fifty, and th- up to three bags for six dollars. Listeners in New Zealand, Europe, and elsewhere, costs are only five dollars twenty-five for one bag, and nine dollars fifty for three bags. Nice. If you want to place an order, you go and click on Contact Us. And then send an email to mail order and internet sales. And say you're an Ironman talk listener. Say you're an Ironman talk listener, and they'll get back to you on that. Um, US listeners just go through the shopping cart as usual. And uh, obviously, thanks to Coffees, Coffees of Hawaii, www.coffeesofhawaii.com. Okay, so we'll take that interview on right now. Recording? Okay, recording now. Yeah. Okay, we're recording now. Okay, so on the line today, we've got uh, Chella from Coffees of Hawaii. Um, and we really Aloha. Want... <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> And we really wanted to get some a bit of a background on Coffees of Hawaii because uh, you know they're supporting the show and uh, it's a great product. So, Chella, um, welcome to the show, and, and tell us a bit about um, Coffees of Hawaii. Well, aloha again, and Melikalikimaka, which is Merry Christmas as we um, head towards the holiday season. Coffees of Hawaii is located here on the island of Molokai. And Molokai is only an island about 38 by 10 miles. I mean, you can't get lost. You go right or left. And it's quite a, quite a little swinging place. We're very fortunate there's no um, traffic and there's no traffic lights. Can you believe it? And here we are out in the Pacific Ocean, and, you know, we are very proud to bring you Coffees of Hawaii. Um, We are on Molokai, on Maui, and in Kona in the near future. And we have Arabica coffee growing um, in a traditional and yet innovative method. Um, our general manager, Dan Kuhn, has a philosophy of growing this Arabica uh, product very um, carefully, although using some mechanical harvesting, we produce a very good product. But um, yes, we're happy to be on your show. And what are the different sort of um, blends you produce? Well, at the moment, we have um, access to a 1,000 acres of um, strictly high-grown Nicaraguan coffee that we blend with our Molokai, Maui, and Kona. And um, it's very appropriately um, named island-style Molokai, island-style Maui, and island-style Kona. Um, Our Kona is a French roast, and the others are a medium roast. We also have the very um, popular macadamia nut flavor and vanilla, and then a combination of vanilla and mac nut. And those are available on the web of coffeesofhawaii.com. Our 100% line, which will be available in March, is our heavenly aromatic 
Malulani Estate Coffee, and our Molokai Mule Skinner. And believe me, they are very popular. People are looking forward to tasting it. We took some down to Christchurch this last year, and, um, you know, it was pretty popular. We had a a neighbor there that uh, would um, roast it on a pan, in a pan just for fun. We took some green, and we also took some roasted. But, um, yes, New Zealand would like our coffee. <laughs> and um, you've obviously got a, a pretty strong association with uh, triathlon. You were over at uh, Kona this year, and how, how did that go? Oh, that was fabulous. Ironman over in Kona this year was just a sight for sore eyes. Um, we met with Cameron Brown there, and he, um, one of our owners that is a triathlete as well, Albert Boyce, he really wanted to see a special label out there. And so we put a special label in our Hawaiian Island blend, and it was called, it is called Queen K Big Ring. And it's dedicated to all of the triathletes that um, participate in this event. And the artwork is put together by a Kona resident and also an avid sailor, paddler, and surfer named Mike Field. And this um, portrayed um, um, a participant on her bike there in Kona. And it was super fabulous. We put some posters together, and Cameron Brown actually autographed. Um, We had a line, as long as you can imagine, um, for... Cameron Brown's autograph. That was really, really neat. Yeah, that's really cool. You also do island tours of your coffee plantations. Can you tell us a bit about that? That is really something. We actually have five mules that we brought in from Tennessee, hefty-looking things, and they pull a wagon throughout the 350 acres of Arabica coffee trees. It is absolutely um You know, it's so interesting. It takes you from seed to cup, literally. Um, You do a cupping session at the very end. We have an espresso bar that you could sample all our coffees at and a little gift shop where you can pick up Hawaiian um, crafts and memorabilia with, um, with our coffee as well. We have a sensational drink that has a, a shot of espresso and some Ghirardelli uh, chocolate and vanilla ice cream, and it's called our Mocha Mama, which is also <laughs> trademarked. <laughs> well, but it's, it's fabulous. What's the easiest? What way? How do you get to the island from, um, say, Honolulu? Oh, you just take one of the um, inter-island um, commuter airlines. Okay. And this is an island, like I said, that is very remote, but it is sensational for those that love outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, you do your own thing. We have um, only a ferry comes to Molokai and prop planes. So you can co-pilot your plane on the way over. Huh. Very good. Well, th- th- obviously, thanks very much for supporting the show, and, and we know we've got a lot of listeners that are out there and uh, uh, chugging away on the coffees of Hawaii, and they're also, we're going to be having them on uh, Epic Camp, so it's yep. going to be fantastic. We love it, and um, and we just encourage the listeners to go on to coffeesofhawaii.com, and uh, you can get all your, your goodies there for Christmas. Yes, you can, and we welcome all the mates from New Zealand. Um, we have great friends out there. Um, of course, we enjoy your rugby, 
<laughs> top of the line. And um, it, just enjoy all your triathletes coming over to Hawaii, and we will save you a seat on the wagon. Great. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for your time, Sheila. We'll okay. Just, we'll just uh, stop recording yeah, there. Stop so. recording. Yep. Well, yeah, that was fantastic. That's just what we wanted. So. Uh, <sighs> well, you just cut and paste as you wish. Well, you did a great <laughs> job. You did great. No, that that we'll, we'll, oh. we'll be putting that up on uh, on next week's show, and we every week we also um, give uh, give the website a plug, and just uh, we'll probably talk about the 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 Queen K Big Ring um, brand uh, label a bit more in the next few weeks, and. Yeah. Uh, Albert's also sent over some, um, you've got some sort of new shipping rates, uh, special shipping rates yeah. and things like that. Yep, so. Yes, yes. You know, we're, we'll, we'll perfect that so that it's a heck of a lot more advantageous for people to order. Yeah. And um, you guys are going to really love our 100% line as well. I Wicked. mean, you guys have cooked, honest to goodness. The Neil Skinner is, um, you know... I, I, it began as something that was just experimental because it was a byproduct of um, mechanical harvesting. And we have people from the East Coast wanting two containers of green bean meal spinner. Wow. So please be on the lookout. Yeah, no, we will. we'll begin okay. some over. Hey, well, thanks for your time, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you very okay. much. You take care. Okay. Bye. See you. Bye. So thanks for the interview. Yes, that was the interview. <laughs> Done and dusted. <laughs> so that's pretty much our show for the week. So, um... Before we move on, anything else we need to add? If you have any email questions, it's ironmantalk at gmail.com. Check out our website this week because, so anyway, we had Emma on, and after the show, she was talking to us, and she said, you guys look so camp in (laughs) in those photos. So I wrote to John last night, and I said to him, send through a decent photo of you. Now, the photo he sent through was a bit concerning to me. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to kind of dispel those camp things. So, no. um, so I thought I'd put a pretty cool photo of me on too. So check out the photos this week. Oh um, Mine's actually from my stag do. I've, I figured that must be the case. <laughs> but you did, I, I didn't put the one to the girls kissing you. What's all that about? I, I was, I was in, uh, wasn't in the, it wasn't in a great state. Cuckoo land, was it? Yeah. So there you go. So, um, yep. So that. Um, Lots of, lots of people have been buying stuff on Amazon through us, so it's really oh, cool. Nice. So if you're going to buy anything through Amazon for Christmas or anything, just make sure you go through our page. Um, you basically go, I'm in talk, and then click on store. And then it, once you're in there, just do a search in the search part, and anything you buy on Amazon, then we get a small commission on that. And it just helps towards the show. Also, um, one click per show on the ads is really cool. It just helps to bring in a bit of revenue for us. Um, anything else we need to add? John's coaching website? Triathloncoach.net triathloncoach.net for all your coaching needs yeah. um, anything else to add? no that's about a wrap for the year I think what do you got on for the week mate? Uh, so we've got a bit of a quiet day well wait a second uh, what do you got on for the year? what do I got on for the year? yeah up till Thursday just ticking away usual and then uh, Friday Saturday doing 500k ride from Christchurch to Kaiteri Terry nice which is about 250 yeah roughly 250 and 250 yep Got a few groupies along with me, so nice. they're going to drag my ass on the first day, and then I'm going solo day two. Solo day two. And then two. I'm up in the beautiful uh, Able Tasman National Park for about a week before I come back. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. And you? Well, I'm uh, pretty much going to train this week and Christmas Day. I'm looking forward to Christmas Day with the family. And then I'm up to Nelson myself, up to Nelson. My girlfriend's got a couple of big races up there, so I'm going to go be support crew and also do a bit of training myself. And then come back, do up my daughter's bedroom. As you do, because I'm a good dad with mm. balance, and uh, and then I'm off to Epic Camp. So, mm. 
So you know, you guys aren't pretty much going to hear from us for the next few weeks. Well, you will actually, because I'm going to make a few, a couple um, best of shows that we'll have over the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll review some of the good interviews, some of the highlights of the year, and then uh, we'll move on to, you'll hear from us next when we're at Epic Camp. Now, over Epic Camp, we're going to be doing a few different shows. We'll be kind of not like normal. We won't be doing the weekly thing as such. We may be putting one out a day or one out every couple of days, depending on how we feel and how the internet usage is. But um, we hope to give you lots and lots of good information while we're there with lots of people who are there. Um, if you do have any questions for us at that time, feel free to email us. Other than that, guys, you try as, um, enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm. Should you train on Christmas Day? Uh, I generally don't. Oh, I know. I generally go for a very light run, uh, just so I can squeeze in as much food as possible. Yeah. But uh, but nothing. I don't generally yeah, do. It's Christmas too Day. You know? Yeah. Definitely have, have day off. Um, and uh, have, don't party too hard on New Year's Eve, and we'll catch you in 2007. Yes. Now you got to do the out. Okay. So what was it? Once <laughs> <laughs> again. So this is a new out for the show, and this is from. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? That was down, 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 Somewhere around down, here. down, down. Uh, there we go, it's that there one. We go. I'm Russ, I'm in don't. Train hard, train smart. Kia Now that is beautiful. <laughs>